0: Jim Palmer, you're back, and there's uh, there's good news and bad news. The good news is you're here, so welcome. Thanks for joining me. And the bad news is we have a, a vulnerability that's that's running wild. So thank you for joining. I know you've been working a ton on this, and so that's, that's very much appreciated, not only by us, but by the industry as a whole. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about this? What is this vulnerability that's going on? Sure.
1: Um, so this is a brand-new vulnerability, and it's actually more than one. Um, and it's contained in an, a, a report called Frag Attacks. Um, it was published by Van Vanhoef uh, from New York University, Abu Dhabi. So Maddie should be a name that a lot of Wi-Fi professionals recognize. He was the lead author in the crack report from October of 2017. So I think most of us remember crack and also Dragonblood from April of 2019. And this last report, which is called Frag Attacks, deals with uh, is continued work in Wi-Fi, really. And while the previous two efforts covered the encryption and cryptography that's used in Wi-Fi, this report is more focused on how Wi-Fi devices receive, store, and then process fragmented data that comes in over the air. So in total, there's actually 12 CVEs, and CVE stands for Common Vulnerabilities and Exposures. And there's 12 of them that have been assigned for this report to deal with Wi-Fi. And some of these go back actually quite a ways. Um, we There's speculation that some of these have been around since Wi-Fi was introduced in 1997, and it's just now coming to light now.
0: Wow. Okay, so is there an immediate concern for the safety and security of our data that we transmit over Wi-Fi networks?
1: So there's not. And this is the big difference in this attack or this report and all these attacks compared to the previous ones. Um, Nothing in this is about the encryption in Wi-Fi or the cryptography behind it. You know, uh, crack and dragon blood is about the cryptography and the encryption and how the keys are done and breaking those keys and and doing that stuff. Um, If I had to guess, and this is just my personal opinion, some of these vulnerabilities were found as they were trying to kind of work around this inability to actually crack that encryption. You know, malicious actors like to be able to decrypt things on the fly and be like, oh yeah, your encryption doesn't matter. I can decrypt it and I can get that data and get that information immediately. And this isn't that. And so I think what happened is is when they were like, hey, how do we try to break the cryptography again? They went, We can't. So maybe there's a different way. You know, if you if you if you build a strong enough front door. And somebody's like, yeah, we're not even going to try to bust down that front door, but let's see if we can find another way in, find another way. And I think that's where this report really came from and the the origins behind
0: it. Okay, that makes sense. So that, I'm sure that makes me feel better and other people listening as well are watching. So <laughs> <laughs> when we look at these, what can we do right now to at least prevent this?
1: So the unfortunate thing is, is because it deals with how the data is fragmented when you send data over the air. You know, we can't just take a single video file like this video and just send it over the air as a single chunk. You know, we have to break it down and so it's it's fragmented and then transmitted and then aggregated. And these attacks and these vulnerabilities are about how that process happens and and how the devices handle it and how the devices do this. And because it really goes back to you know, how Wi-Fi was designed way back in the 90s. The only true fix for this is to patch the devices and you need to patch all the devices, not just APs, but client devices as well. Some of the attacks in here are actually targeting the client device themselves where it doesn't matter what your APs are doing. It doesn't matter what anything that happens with the APs. These are attacks where an attacker can craft malicious frames and change things in them say hey I'm at you know it's a data packet but we're gonna call you a broadcast packet we're gonna call you something else and we're just gonna send it to a laptop or a phone or a tablet what have you and trick that device into saying oh I'm gonna receive this anyway even though I don't know who you are I don't know who sent it to you I don't know why you sent it to me but I'm still gonna receive it and then I'm just gonna do whatever it is you tell me to do and so it's it's actually kind of scary so it's it you the only way to fix this is to patch it. You have to get patches from, you know, the vendors of not only the APs but also your client devices, and so it's it, that's really the only way to to prevent this or try to stop this. But that being said, these are really complicated attacks. They're some of them are multi-part. Um, you know, the ones I refer to is just a single hey. I'm going to send you send you data. There's others that are two, and some of these are even three-step attacks, where three, you know, where you have step one, step two, step three, and it's complicated. You have to be very close to the person. There's a man in the middle component, so there's all these different moving parts that have to line up specifically to make these attacks work. So even though they're scary, they're also very complicated to carry out in the wild, and so I don't imagine a huge rash of it. So while it's scary because of what it happen and, and and really it goes at the heart of Wi-Fi it's also I don't think something we're gonna see you know, there's not gonna be a bunch of hackers going out this afternoon or tomorrow you know and all of a sudden <laughs> you know stealing everybody's data so there's 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 a, still a lot of moving parts but yeah the 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 end of the day we're gonna have to patch everything
0: so one of the things that's always a little bit unnerving is when you find vulnerabilities like this the industry has to catch up and create patches for it right so, as we wait for vendors as a whole to have everything patched and those patches available, what can we do in the meantime?
1: So, I'm actually glad you mentioned the thing about having, you know, getting all these patches out because it really is a lot. And because it's not just something that deals with, say, Dragon Blood, where it was just around WPA3, you know, because it's Wi Fi in general, it affects. All generations of Wi-Fi so there's a lots of moving parts in here there's lots of different things and so there's just been a ton of work like you alluded at the beginning behind the scenes in order to get these patches out so I know they're coming there's gonna be some that are gonna be posted a lot sooner than others so in the meantime while we're waiting on this um, there are some things that people can do um, and it's interesting because the researchers, Matty Hoof and his team actually point to this, where they say that there's some current standards that exist today that would help prevent some of these attacks and mitigate these things, except they're not used today, at least not while, uh, widely, you know, they're there, but we're not using them. Um, some of those things are like 802.11w, which is protected management frames, which is the ability of sort of after they, device, you know, when the device starts talking to the AP and they're passing traffic, attackers like to come in and they like to try to bump you off and they, they attack those management frames and 11 W what that does is it actually protects those to where you can't kick a device off. Once I'm associated to my AP and my enterprise, you know, my work or wherever I'm at, then that protects that attacker from knocking me off and they can't do that anymore. Another thing that you can look at is um, looking at enterprise grade security you know, as Wi-Fi has evolved and we've gone on, it used to be, you know, it was WEP and then WEP got cracked. So then we went, oh, WPA2 and or WPA for a minute and then WPA2 and it was personal and we have pre-shared keys and everything was great. But as as we've evolved and as, and as attackers and researchers get, researchers have gotten better at this, you know, we've started to realize that some of these things, you know, just a standard password doesn't really cut it anymore. We need to have something else. And using enterprise security that uses different EAP types that are that do what's called mutual authentication where the AP authenticates the device, but also the device authenticates the AP and says, hey, is this really the, the AP that I wanna join or is it something else? And so, so doing some of these things like that helps secure our networks. Now the problem with that is they take a long time to build. They're complex and more importantly, not all devices even support it. So it's not like you can just go into your controllers and just say, hey, I'm gonna turn on 11W, I'm gonna turn on, you know, EAP-TLS and, and WPA3 Enterprise, and I'm gonna secure the whole the whole thing. I'm gonna lock it all down because what's gonna happen is, is about half, half to 75% of your devices are gonna fall off because they don't support it. So the reason why these, you know, the researchers point to it and say, hey, this stuff exists, but we're still able to attack because nobody's using it. Well, the reason why nobody's using it is because the devices don't support it. So there's that thing. In the meantime, there is another step that at least for a ruckus customer is a very easy thing to look at and that's turning on wids and whips. Uh, That's wireless intrusion detection system and wireless intrusion prevention system and that's actually something that's included in um, ruckus products and what that can do is that helps us know and understand if there's a man in the middle attack happening in our environments and for the majority of these Um, attacks that are outlined in this report and all the CVEs, the majority of them require a man in the middle. It requires that that person to, you know, be spoofing your network and saying, hey, this is who I am. And a ruckus woods and whips can actually, that's one of the things that it's really good at protecting against is, hey, there's somebody, you know, doing some bad things in my environment and for me, I tell people don't just turn it on to where it goes and attacks people because attacking is really kind of a dangerous thing, but at least alert. That way, if, if there's a problem in your network, you know about it and you can go and take care of it before it becomes a bigger problem.
0: Yeah.
1: The, the last thing I want to talk about, too, is, is within this attack or vulnerabilities and all these reports is there's a, there's a social engineering aspect in it as well. So some of the more damaging attacks actually requires a man in the middle and a social engineering aspect of of the you know you got to have that person click on a malicious link you know hey i'm going to send you we all get the phishing you know email trainings you know and saying hey you know is this a phishing email and that's actually part of these attacks is you know you need that you need the person you're attacking to click on these links so that your your device goes and loads a specifically length URL it's got to be crazy long or something and and so there's other things and so having a good security standpoint of where you're doing social engineering training so you're not falling for for these phishing and vishing and all these other type of attacks plus a man in the middle of knowing hey what's happening in my environment can really help you while you then take that next step of you know looking to upgrade your 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 wlands your network configurations to where we say hey you know what we're going to take that step that we need to take to secure our data because you know i hate to tell people but these attacks are not going away they're only going to you
0: know
1: they're only going to get worse and they're just going to get more of them
0: just as much as we love to build networks there are people out there that like to break them so (sighs) yes (laughs) and and you you put it excuse me you put it really well you You can implement these things that help. But let's say, and you heard it from an industry expert here, don't just turn them on. Do some planning, you know, careful, thoughtful process that goes into it. Let's say we've been in the planning phase of doing that and we're ready to implement them. If we turn everything on now, do we still have to worry about this?
1: Again, you still have to attack it or you still have to patch it because these attacks... Some of them are not necessarily. I mean, it's not about that communication between the client and the AP and how that all works that we normally associate with these attacks, especially with Crack and Dragon Blood. It's not a. It's not just about that. It's about how our Wi-Fi devices receives, stores, and processes this data. Because, you know, I know it's weird, you know, to have a Wi-Fi conversation and have to explain the fact that. You know hey you know what not all of our data gets from device A to device B within the and we call those stations or stays STA's you know they don't always get in the right order and they because of multi-path and because of all this you know error that we don't really control and it's not licensed and so it's this it's sort of this weird thing of there's this Wi-Fi is very unique in that and so we have to patch you still have to patch because you know securing our data and securing our networks these days is not just about that one thing and in security you know terms they call it a a castle in a moat scenario where you build this very very strong outside wall to protect yourself but you don't build anything on the inside and security people for years have said that's just not a good way to do business anymore because once you breach that moat once you get over that one little obstacle And, you know, I can't tell you how many movies I've watched where, yeah, once they breach that exterior wall, then, you know, the floodgates are opened and everything's out the window and everything goes bad, you know, and that's just not how we need to design our networks today is we need to be doing multiple things in multiple different places because all it takes is that one little thing that prevents these attacks from happening. And it might sound really stupid as, Oh, well, you know, of course you should do that. But that one little thing that you, that you do could be that one thing that prevents the wall from crashing down and the floodgates opening.
0: Jim, this is a ton of information <laughs> packed into a really small package, and I know there's there's much much more. Are there resources out there that people can go look at that will help give them a more in-depth view of this?
1: There is, and the best place to find all this stuff um, is to go to commscope.com, you know, our main webpage, and there's a landing. There's a little banner there that you can click on and you can get to um, some blog posts uh, you can get to the support site uh, to find patches. And you can also get to um, some knowledge articles and some more in-depth write-ups that we've been able to put together, you know, in preparation for this, because I got to give credit to, to Matthew and the team because they, they, they disclose this in a proper way. They've done some amazing detailed analysis work here. I mean, this is some really next level stuff. I got to give them a lot of credit because they then took the responsible approach of disclosing it to give us time to prepare, to give us time to build these resources. So the best place is to go to comscope.com, click on the banner that you'll see, and you can get to all these other resources um, to learn more about this and, and, and how we can help
0: Jim, I know there's a lot of people involved in this, and I know there's been a lot of man hours put into it. And so just your willingness to get this information out there is very much appreciated. So thank you for everything you do and all the effort you've put into this. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having me on.
0: Absolutely. All right, take care, everybody. All right, bye.